where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today on this Monday. I am recording this Saturday morning so I do not know the results of the Super Bowl, nor am I really that interested in it. I mean, I suppose if I had to root for somebody to be with Cincinnati because it's a small market and uh, three years ago they were the worst team in the league and i just hate everything about hollywood and southern california and all that it represents so i guess i'm rooting for the Bengals. though i think if i had to make this prediction we'll find out because by the time this comes out the super bowl would already happen i think the rams are probably going to win by 10 to 14 points all right Today we're going to go personal. That's why it's concurrent with the Confessions of an Obese Child podcast, which typically in the past I would do an episode every month. It was the original episode, uh, the original feed that I started in uh, January 2017, and then this feed started in April 2017. And so if you want to know my backstory about who I am, what my childhood was like, any inner generational interfamilial trauma that led me to be an overweight child back then confessions of an obese child clearly uh, check that out i also talk about how i lost the weight in my adulthood but i think most importantly it's how food addiction or addictions in general whether you have them when you're a young child or let's say you develop binge drinking habits in your in your late teens how it affects your relationships how it affects yourself and how you view yourself so today's a personal episode I had someone in my life recently say that my content is misogynistic. Now, this is not the first time I've heard this. And any of you who follow the manosphere have heard this trope many times. And so I thought it'd be fun just to do a quick episode, uh, a retort, so to speak, as to counter the idea that, in fact, my content is misogynistic. So first of all, misogyny, of course, is women-hating. Now, I have two daughters. So by definition, if I'm misogynistic or my content is misogynistic, that means I hate my daughters, which, of course, I do not. If anything, my content is tradcath. And I guess if you want to generalize it, traditional conservative. Because... And we'll talk about the the naturopathic stuff because I think it's understood that my naturopathic content, my medical content is not misogynistic. So we're talking about maybe the last year and a half uh, when I'm doing more of the, the kind of man stuff. Now, remember, if I'm misogynistic, why would I have a channel that is specific to female health? If I hate women, I wouldn't have that that channel, which I continue to have. But secondly, going back to the the first point, my content is traditional. It's conservative. Because what am I telling 
Well, let's look. What what what's the raison d'être of this channel? And then what? Then we'll talk about what I'm telling women. So the raison d'être of this channel is to optimize yourself. Now, anyone who looks at titles that says "Don't marry a single mom" or "30 red flags you must know before marrying a woman," if you just look at the titles. And if you're already predisposed and have a proclivity to think that anything related to me is misogynistic, you'll think it's misogynistic. And I don't make these titles as clickbait. I don't have a lot of the one thing you must know to get a woman, you know, all that nonsense. I don't do that. So what's my content really about? MGTOW, going your own way. And part of going your own way is purging your childhood demons. Now, I would tell you that most women would recommend that. If you go talk to a psychologist, they would tell you that if you have childhood trauma, whether it be molestation or abuse or neglect, or you had addictions in your parents and, and they took it out on you or whatever it is, they would tell you to go to therapy and work on that. Undisputable. Unless they have intellectual hubris, which a large amount of professional women do. But saying that is not, again, misogynistic. It's an opinion and it's an observation. That there's a lot of, in, in the professional class, especially in mental health, there's a lot of hubris, pride. But I, I like to think they would consider that, yes, I think it's good for everybody to purge childhood trauma. So we can all agree on that. Then a large part of my content is telling you what? Work on your financial health. Get rid of debt. Don't overspend i think women would agree with that too we don't want men to do that we don't want women to do that it's bad for the economy for any sex to do that then i say work on your addictions if you have drugs gambling porn whatever it is work on that i think that is universally accepted then i tell you work on your physical health Obesity is the number one comorbidity for death. So the more overweight you are, the higher chance you're going to end up with a disorder of some sort. You end up with a metabolic syndrome, hypertension, cholesterol, and whatnot. Diabetes and all these are going to lead to an early death. So we don't want men or women to get overweight. So work on your physical health, work on your addictions, work on your financial health, work on your psychological health. These are all equally distributed among men or women. Now, I am a man, so this channel is going to be directed toward men. But if you listen to the episodes, I will say women do this too. Work on your psychological problems. If you have codependence, I tell you to fix that. If you have nice guy syndrome, I tell you to fix that. If you're attracted to cluster B personality disorders, same thing. I think women would agree with that too. Stay away from narcissistic men and antisocial men. So what does it really come down to it? And I've mentioned this. If this was a podcast by a woman and the woman was saying, women, here are some episodes on working on your finances, work on your psychological health, purge yourself of childhood trauma, work on your addictions, Work on your physical health so you can live a long time. And yes, here are some episodes, five signs 
that a man in your life might be a narcissist, right? Because women love that word, narcissist. Right? Okay, so that podcast or YouTube channel would be what? Universally loved and lauded. YouTube, Apple, they would all put it recommended channels. That's so brave, women. That's so brave that you're doing that. You're bringing that to the attention. You are so brave. So tell me, why is it that a man can't have the exact same content? And when he does, it's labeled misogyny. Women can do no wrong. So we can't have five episodes to watch out for a borderline women. Women tend to be more borderline than men. Or histrionic personality disorder. Women tend to be more histrionic than men. Or even five signs that this person's using you. We can't have episodes like that because that's misogynistic. But a woman can have the exact same content. And it's praised. Now, I know a lot of you inveterate Manosphere guys will say, well, it's the gynocracy. I understand that. It's the woke culture, the political left that runs everything. I, I, I get that. And I'm just trying to make cogent points. But you can't reason with irrational people, so it doesn't matter. They're going to think whatever they want to think. Now, when it goes to dating, MGTOW, purging your thirst. If a woman was intellectually honest, she would say that the family law and divorce system it is set up to hurt the man. Because of two dynamics. The, the, the main dynamic is simple. Women tend to marry men who make more than them. Or the potentiality of making more than them. So if you have two kids graduating from college, hopefully they weren't fornicating, they're recording. He, is, he got his degree in accounting and she got hers in teaching. They are both making nothing, but the expectation is since he's going into accounting, he's going to become an accountant and make more money than her as a teacher. But in general, let's say you find two 20-year-olds, two 30-year-olds, sexual market value of a man is based on what he can provide. It satiates her hypergamy, her need for security, and all these things. So in most relationships, the man's making more money. So by nature, if the court system in most states is community asset allocation, where you just gather up all the assets and divide it in half, then in itself, it is going to be disadvantaged, disadvantageous to men because men make more money than women typically. So right there, the man's going to end up losing money in most marriages if there's a divorce, okay? Are there exceptions? Yes, but we're talking about statistics. Statistics is typically men make more money than the woman in, in the typical marriage. That is changing, though. Number two, women initiate divorce 70% of the time and 90% when college educated. So if I have an episode on that, how is that women hating? I'm quoting a stat, but we know in this Orwellian world, stats are woke. So if you look at that, and you look at that, that men typically make more money, and you also look at 85% of the time, women get the kids full custody. Now, are there exceptions? Are there times where the man will get the custody? Yes. Are there times where the man is an inveterate heroin addict and shouldn't get any custody? Yes. Or supervised visitation? Yes, sure. But as a whole, most men can handle having kids and would prefer 50-50 with no child support. But the system is set up where 85% of the time the woman gets the, women, the, the kids. And with that, of course, they get child support until they're 18. So if I just bring up stats like that, <laughs> that marriage is more perilous for women for men than it is for women, that's not misogynistic. That is just truth. 
And any woman who's intellectually honest will admit that truth. Now, yes, I mean, we have episodes here. Well, Gregory, the woman could be beaten by the man. Well, sure, she could leave and then divorce, rape him, and take everything, and he'll end up probably in jail. What about be weary of a woman who's already been married? Okay. You could say that about men. But anyone who already has established a precedent that they have no problem breaking up the marriage for whatever reasons, the person was narcissistic, controlling, abusive, whatever it is, whatever ad hominem generalization they want to use, they've already established a precedent that they have no problem breaking up that marriage. What makes you think that they're not going to break up the next one? That's why the statistics of divorce for second marriages is 70%. So I would tell you, be wary of any man or woman who've already divorced somebody, who initiated the divorce, initiated. I would tell you both sexes, and I've said that on that episode. So look, what it real boils down to is anything that is perceived to be looking out for men, men's health, men's finances. We know 70% of suicides are adult men. So if I'm any, if I have content that is looking out for men, especially men that have been divorced, right, that are recovering from divorce, helping them understand intersexual dynamics in the court system and so forth, and cautioning them to, to not remarry. I've told you in the past, if you want to remarry, that is your choice. I'm cautioning you against the perils, and, and I try to show you the statistics. Ultimately, that's your choice. <coughs> but any content that is anyway smells of being pro-man is somehow anti-woman. Yet, one, women have what we would be perceived to be pro-woman content. Most wouldn't see that as anti-man. You see this in television. You see Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive, her disco song. Lots of examples. We don't see any like woman glorification songs or movies as being anti-man. It's just, oh, a woman is coming out of some tough childhood or whatever, and she's overcoming adversity. That's great. So why can't a man come from bad, some bad childhood trauma and overcome adversity as well? Why can't we laud that? Why is it considered hate speech to caution men against signing a contract in which whoever breaks it benefits financially? And that is what the marriage contract is because of no-fault divorce, because women typically marry men that make more than them. And this is one of the reasons why 70 to 90% of divorces are initiated by women. Because there is, my friends, a financial incentive to divorce somebody. And specifically, there is a financial incentive for a woman to divorce a man for the aforementioned dynamics we've already talked about. You can't deny that. So as long as the court system has no-fault divorce where somebody could sneeze the wrong way and you can divorce them for whatever reason, and as long as we have heaven forbid, alimony, which needs to be banned everywhere. As long as we have these, I would caution men not to marry. But that is not misogynistic. That is telling men, don't marry. And also, 
Going back, this is a conservative channel because what do I tell men? Don't fornicate. What do I tell women? Women, don't fornicate. So if I bring up statistics that women have a higher rate of depression and anxiety and eating disorders when they have more partners, how is that misogynistic? I'm actually looking out for you by telling you don't have a lot of partners. Same thing I would tell my daughters. Same thing any woman would tell their daughters. So what am I, I'm really maligning society, secular society in general, where the sex positive movement and sexual revolution movement, the tender generation, the lack of, of religion has all kind of concocted this cocktail of bad things for America. And so what do I tell people to do? Go back to God, right? Take care, God bless, and pray is how I end almost every podcast. Go back to God. Keep it in the pants. Men and women, I tell you, don't fornicate. Work on virtue. How is telling everybody to work on virtue, don't have sexual partners and pray, how can that be misogynistic? It's not misogynistic. Now, at times, will I have like little jokes about women? Sure. But that's in fun. Women do the same thing about men. We don't call that misandry. So it's just this massive double standard. And unfortunately, with the milieu of the court system and how a man's word is lead and a woman's word is gold, and you see this in court, you see this in false accusations, all a woman needs to do in the Marxist climate of our court system and social media and the woke world is just throw out these words and they're believed and the woke mob will go after you. And the mangina, weak men will, will support them. So if somebody says, oh, Gregory has misogynistic content, 70% of people will just hear that, not listen to the 550 episodes I have of The Awakened Man to determine themselves whether or not it's misogynistic. And all the episodes I have about looking out for health, women's and men's health, not to mention the separate channel that I have for women's health. No, they're just going to hear, oh, a woman said that you or Gregory or anybody is misogynistic. Their content's misogynistic. Boom. They get in trouble. But, but, but my content's not misogynistic. I just tell men to work on themselves. Shut up. And unfortunately, that's the court system that we live in. So you are guilty to your proven innocent. You see this on YouTube. How many men's channels get deplatformed and or demonetized? And they could be saying the exact same content. But YouTube, of course, is run by radical left Silicon Valley. Yet how many channels does YouTube have of communists openly saying that we should subvert and topple the American government? And they keep that on there. And how many misandrists channels are out there too saying men are horrible, horrible pigs, toxic masculinity, the patriarchy, they keep that up there. But they demonetize or deplatform Coach Red Pill, TFM, Sandman, all these guys, and more. And guys with more benign content. It's a massive double standard. So guys, in closing, I'm not misogynistic. 
My content is not misogynistic. When my daughters are old enough, I would have no problem having them listen to my content. I do look out for men because this is a man's channel and I am a man and I have every right to talk male-specific stuff just like a woman has every right to talk about female-specific stuff if she wants to. A lot of my episodes do cover both men and women. When I tell you about red flags, that's for both. And I mentioned them in that three-part series, 33 Red Flags You Must Know, part one, two, and three, for men and for women. And it's just sad that we live in this climate where people are just lazy and they don't bother to want to look at things and then we just have this this neo-marxist culture where it's essentially a thought crime what happened to the freedom of expression but then again that goes back to most history professors and civics and, and american politics teachers in high schools and in academia are radical leftists so a lot of kids don't know the bill of rights but what happened to freedom of expression I'm not yelling fire in a movie theater. I'm expressing my opinions of men should protect themselves, work on themselves, optimize themselves, and so forth to become the awakened man. And that, my friends, is not misogynistic. So in closing, pro-man does not mean anti-woman, just like pro-woman doesn't mean anti-man. It needs to be consistent, and it should be consistent, and it is consistent here. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. If you have an Apple product, it'll only take you five seconds. I would appreciate that. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal if you want to make a donation, $5, to help defray the cost of hosting this on the server. I would appreciate that. My content is found on SoundCloud for any of you who don't have an Apple product. And I honestly don't know where else because Android has all their podcasts dispersed. It's not like Apple products. There's also a link for Naturopathic Earth where you'll see a lot of natural recipes paleo recipes there's tons of holistic articles essential oil articles all the podcasts are there and there's other content so please check it out and lastly please subscribe and follow to confessions of an obese child the awakened man and female holistic health apothecary until next time take care god bless and pray thank you for listening to the awakened man podcast find us on facebook at the awakened man podcast page Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.